welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. Join Chris and Drew, two self-proclaimed booze pundits with a lifetime of industry experience as they walk you through the alcohol business and how today's headlines affect the industry. Each week, you guys will be joined by a special guest that will help them break down these stories and offer their own expertise to the podcast. So, pour yourself a glass of your favorite drink and sit back. This is the Good Bottle Podcast. Ho, 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 how are ya? Welcome to the Good Bottle Podcast. I am your host, Chris McFair, joined by my co-host, the infamous... The ugly, the opinionated Drew Garrison. Well, you know, if you don't want me to be opinionated, you probably shouldn't come out the gate just like <laughs> insulting my looks and stuff. Because I was about to be like, you know, Felice Navidad and Merry Christmas and really set the tone for this. And you were just kind of like, nope, going on the naughty list. That's right. So at that tone. Well, if you can't tell already, you know, from the hatred that Chris just spewed at me, we are going to be doing a holiday episode and we're going to be discussing... Some of our favorite holiday cocktails, gifts, tips for getting gifts, and ideas for not getting gifts, like some of the classic, you know, things that people get for spirits drinkers that you shouldn't do. And then, of course, our don't follows and all that fun stuff. But we can't do it alone. So we had to go to the self-proclaimed whiskey king, beer king, mezcal king, agave king. Gin King, Amaro King, um, Fireball King, Tequila King, the very non-ethnic Rohit Nair, aka Roko, dude, you're finally on the Good Bottle Podcast. Can you can you stop harassing me about it or what? Yeah, I know. Now I can stop harassing me about it. So finally made it, and Drew is very opinionated. So yeah, there's that. So. <laughs> So Chris and I wanted to have you on because you do run arguably one of the most successful independent liquor stores in Sacramento. You know, I've told you for a long time that when I go out out of market and I'm in different places, some of the questions I usually get is like, what does Roe do? What does Roe do? He's like, do you know that Roco guy? And I'm like, yeah, he works harder than anybody else I know. And he has like seven jobs. So for the people who have been so curious about you over the past couple of years. Can you give a little bit of a, a brief history of kind of your experience in the industry and then kind of what you do now? Because people don't believe me when I tell them kind of your story. So maybe if it comes from the horse's mouth, tell our listeners kind of who you are, how you came up in this industry and, you know, where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so it's a long story, but we'll make it short, right? Like my parents owned a liquor store. So as immigrants, like Indian immigrants, they come in. Liquor store is one of the easier easier businesses to kind of get into, much cheaper to get into that business. So then ever since I was a little kid, since I was 12 years old, my parents owned a store and like we had multiple stores. And then over the years, they kind of cut it back down. And I've been in the liquor store since 12. So I'm 37 years old now. So 25 and then my dad, like some of you guys that might have come to Roco, they've probably met him. He's got an accent. He doesn't really, is not very involved with all these suppliers. So as I started getting into the business at very early age, so I started meeting all these suppliers, these sales reps. So we started learning about these and started making deals. And then I took off for college, got my degree in engineering and went out there and I do my cybersecurity. I got my own little company. We do all consulting on the side and then then just was always part of Roco. I was grown up there. Like every day from high school, my mom picked me up and then dropped me off at the store. And I did my homework in the back of the store. 
I stocked the shelves. I met with customers. I started selling at that early age. And that's where I kind of got used to being just inside of a liquor store. So it just kind of stayed with me. Even now we have all these conversations that I, so many other businesses, and we make a lot more money in other businesses than Roco. And I'm always like, okay, Roco is more like an emotional attachment that I was always growing up in a liquor store. And even now, like I live in West Sacramento, this one's easy one to manage. People always ask me, why don't I open up more? It's just because of that. I only want to have one where I can have, I can have that communication with people. I like meeting people, like to know about people and that's it. And then the biggest thing with Roco is 2008, when we were thinking about this West Sacramento location at 2008 to 2010, one of the most interesting thing that was happening from technology standpoint was Instagram. And I started posting pictures on Instagram and all of a sudden started getting this instant gratification, which I love getting instant gratification. Drew knows that <laughs> is that I love, you know, I like being self-proclaimed, right? Like, Hey, whiskey King. So I love getting that instant gratification. And you started receiving that right away. As for a business, that was the biggest thing is like, oh shit, I posted a picture of this craft beer. And now here are people calling my phone and here are people coming in to come and get it. Like rushing over Pliny the Elder, they'll rush out and they're just buying these bottles. And then I'm like, okay, dude, this is like awesome. So this is what I got to keep on doing. And I think the biggest thing in business or in anything is consistency. So if you go back and look at it, like a lot of people look at it, they're like, oh, you got that many people that are following you, but it happened in a span of freaking 13 years. It's we're in 2023. It happened in a span of 13 years. It didn't happen overnight. And for 13 years, I haven't skipped a beat. There's weeks like last week, I was just not feeling up to it, posting it. I didn't post. There's people that are like, are you okay? Are you there? But that was it. It took 13 years of just being consistent. Just go out there and get those products, get those things out there. And that's it. And then the other biggest thing that I don't like about the liquor store is I have a very successful family just coming from the immigrant world. When you're sitting with these people, it's kind of embarrassing to tell them that you run a liquor store and they kind of look down upon you. And that was one of my biggest things is that, hey, how do you hang out with these people and you tell them you own a liquor store and everybody's like, oh, yeah, liquor store guy. Right. There you go. So how do you make it a much bigger than that? And that's where I wanted to make it like, hey. I can't really call it a bottle shop. Like, I don't understand the concept of bottle shop. I, you know, so I was like, how do you make it? I'm a lifestyle brand. And then how do you make it so high end that nobody can be like, okay, you know, shit. Now we got corporate coming in. We got from Google X to a, like, you know, Apple employees, Apple teams that are buying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of liquor from us a year. And that's crazy. And that's what I wanted to create is that we're just a little bit more of a higher end shop and that's it. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it totally does. I mean, I think yeah. it's, you know, it, and, and again, like one of the other things that you didn't mention is like, you also have a bunch of farm or you have a farm in Yuba city yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you have that going as well. So there's like, there's all these different layers that it's not just that. And you have built this over a long time, which again, which is why I think it was, it's good to have you on this episode because, you know, you've dealt with holiday shopping for, you know, the last 25 years, people coming in and, and buying stuff. And, and that's what we're, you know, we're excited to share that. And we're excited to kind of get kind of get your insight. So now yes. people kind of know your background. And then, and then maybe we can ask Chris this question is what is a bottle shop? Because Chris Roke just asked and he's running a liquor store for a while. The good no, bottle, no. bottle, you know, <laughs> yeah. good bottle shop exists. Yeah. So I mean, Chris, do you, do you have a definition for what you think it is? Because I think I have a definition. 
but I want to hear what yours is first. It's the mixologist of liquor stores, man. It's <laughs> it's just a it's a keyword identifier. That's all it is. It's a liquor store, but like it it, it clicks in people's brains that they're like, oh, it's like it's a liquor store, but you know, I'm not buying cigarettes yeah. and lotto there. Yeah. That's a distinguishing. I think that maybe like the rhino dick pills, you know, like those are. <laughs> no, those I just keep those for myself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. See, and that's the thing is like, that's what I don't like. You know, if something that I can't use it, like I'll try to use the word bottle shop. And then if I don't feel it, I'm a, I can't sell it. So I'm a, I am a liquor store and I can like describe a little bit more on the lifestyle side of it than on a bottle shop side of it. But yeah. But you have a but you have a tap room attached to it, so like people are able to come in and they can actually hang out there. So it is a little bit different than like just like your normal grab your grab your cigs liquor store and stuff yeah. like that. So I mean, and then on top of that, you have cultivated like whiskey clubs and and groups and things like that as well. So I mean, that was obviously also a big part of it was to kind of differentiate yourself from yeah. from other stores, right? Yep. And that's the biggest thing, right? Like every five to six years, I run into this challenge. And I think I'm going through this challenge right now, especially not having that spark anymore and not having that age and that like, you know, the hot blood that, hey, got to go out there and change it. I've definitely hit a writer's block. And like, I think we need to pivot and that change is necessary. And it's just that's that's where I'm actually trying to find myself is like in the last 13 years, we've pivoted and we've done good. Where do we go now? Because as of right now, we see the recessions taking a toll, but we also take look at the consumers. They're changing, right? The consumers' buying habits are changing. And then I'm also discovering all these weird little niches that I'm in, but those niches don't have anything like a craft beer did or a whiskey did or tequila did. So it's yeah. like, where do you go? Like they don't have enough pull to sustain a whole business off of it, right? Like with whiskey, we were able to build a $6 million a freaking year business, you know? And with tequila, like where, where do you go from here now? Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it totally, it totally makes sense. And I think, again, it's, it's the people who are able to pivot and do different things. And, you know, I mean, I remember after years of berating you, like you finally launched your online, you know, yeah. option. And that's obviously been a big, big difference maker as well. So hopefully, hopefully you can figure that out, but we'll, we can cover that in a future episodes because today we're here to talk about Christmas and holidays and all the fun stuff. So the first question that I posed to both of you is what is your holiday cocktail? So Chris, let's kick it off to you first. What is your holiday cocktail that you absolutely have to have every single time it starts to get a little bit cold here in Sacramento? I don't know if it's got a name, but hot chocolate and green chartreuse. Ooh. Every time, man, gets me. Gets me right. Are in you the, just are you right just trying game. to add to the chartreuse issue right now? It's like now you're gonna make people put it into their hot chocolate. Homie, I I am the green chartreuse issue. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Where did you come across that? I was in Portland. I think the first time I had it. And what about it makes it so great? I think there's this like really lovely medicinal quality and sweetness that like cuts through. It's probably the only flavor that could cut through hot chocolate. You know, I mean, like you could do like nutmeg and what and whatnot, but that would really like go with it. It's this sharp right turn, but somehow the two just work so beautifully together. It's it's just incredible, man. Fucking delectable. So I I did some producing and I went and looked it up. And what I'm seeing based off like my first thing that I clicked on on Google. So, you know, that's probably pretty accurate 
is it's called a verte shod and can be called an apris ski cocktail and it's a hot ver- chocolate vert shod if you're okay, if, you're, there you if go. you're looking at you know french yeah so so there you go that's <laughs> that's your drink hey at least i gave you something to work with yeah and we good. all know that it. you know my pronunciation is never yeah. going to be there so see you know what happened was is ro told me not to put any ethnicity on his name so then i'm just i'm removing all culture from any other words yeah, that i'm fair. seeing right now so that was it's really it's really ro's fault okay so so that one Simple, easy. I love that. That's always kind of my go-to mindset when it comes to cocktails, just in general, but especially in the winter. Ro, what about for you? What's your what's the winter cocktail for you? It's a root beer floats, man. Like a while back, like a, it was just a Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, and I saw somebody's TikTok. They took a bunch of root beer and put a Buffalo Trace bourbon cream in there and some ice, and they they and some other guy put in an ice cream scoop in there. I was like, holy shit, this is good. This is something that I can make. So I've been drinking that. I love that personally. And I'm not a big cocktail guy. So yesterday we were having like a little get together and a lot of the soccer parents, they're like, hey, we want an espresso martini. So I hit up Sean Wood. I'm like, dude, give me an espresso martini that I can just make real quick. And he's like, take a vodka and Black Amaro. Um, the, the, the Black Amaro. Yeah. Is it Black Amaro? What is it? The Black, Mr. Black Amaro. Mr. Black. Yeah, Mr. Black. He asked me to use Mr. Black, but I didn't have Mr. Black, so I had a Mr. Black Amaro at the house. Used that, threw a little cold brew in there, and it was perfect, and it was a big hit. I made a Sazerac right next to it, too. Nobody drank the Sazerac, but we made like three batches of this. (laughs) So there's that. And then the other personal favorite that I actually discovered at Bodega during the Cocktail Week competition, and I cannot start my day, my drinking sessions, without a beer or a Ferrari, so... Shout out to the Amaro brothers, I think. So they taught me something like it was like Fernet and Campari. I was like, holy shit, this is life changing. Yeah, so baby. anytime delicious. I'm hungover, that's the way I fucking start my day. Like it's just for Ferraris. I'm not, that's, that's my drink. It's a Ferrari. I love how you just like went completely yeah. off the rise. You're like, this is all the drinking that I'm doing. These are, the <laughs> these, these are, these are all the stuff. No, I, yeah. I, I mean, I totally get that. I mean, I, for, for me, what I, what I look forward to every single winter is is walking through the aisles in Safeway and coming across to that that aisle setup where they have just like the uh, hot buttered rum mix from Trader Vic's. It's the only thing that Trader Vic's makes at this point that I think is worth consuming. And, you know, it's just a scoop of that. Really? A, Not even, you don't like their macadamia nut liqueur? It's okay, but no, oh, man, mostly I re- no. I really do. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, maybe maybe a little bit, a little bit on that. I'll give it a little bit of an edge. But for the most part, most of the Trader Vic stuff leave, leaves you wanting a lot more, except for the hot buttered rum mix. And again, it's it's in its simplicity, and you can have a little bit of fun with it. You know, you do a little bit of that, and then, you know, pick your rum of choice. I typically tend to lean towards the spice rums in that realm. So like your Chairman Reserve Spice, maybe your Ron Barlito. But if you want something a little bit more subtle and kind of let the let the buttered rum mix do its magic, then you know something from Barbados, like a Dorley's or, you know, something neutral and, and that in some hot water. I think the, also the other thing that I really enjoyed, I think it's also just be, especially over the last couple of years, because my child just brings home every cold and flu that exists at her school is I just love hot toddies. I just hot think, toddy, you, know, yeah. you know, again, super simple and then it's also just, you know, whiskey, hot water, a little bit of lemon, and, you know, maybe I throw a cinnamon stick in there if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling crazy. How much? Um, you know. 
There it's you go. It's been a while since I've had a hot toddy. You yeah. need to you need to get back on it. Plus, it's also like one of my favorite competitions that Golden Bear does in Sacramento too, because it's just absolute mayhem of a cocktail competition. So I think I have a little bit of a special love for that one as well. That they, was they that was my favorite cocktail competition until I lost to a hot chocolate, and then I was done. We we just I think we recently discussed that with our with our good friend Chris Dooley was one of the judges right that's right and he got he got so drunk that he he picked a hot chocolate instead of a hot toddy so. <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> Dooley, one, Dooley strikes uh, again painkiller well pain that's killer. just all the time yeah I mean pain, I'm that's drinking all the time, but like it's like so much sweeter for me I don't drink it all the time but painkiller. Yeah, with some coconut cream and go from yeah. there. I mean, it does. It does look, I guess, look wintery if you have to. If you have to come up with something. So, all right. Well, there you go. Okay. So our next question, or my my next question for you guys is, you know, both of you run stores and have been in the industry for a long time, and I'm sure that every time some you, you get those questions every holiday season, maybe even like you know Father's Day stuff like that, where it's like, hey, my partner is into whiskey what should i buy which i know i get that question as well but but ro i want to start with you what are some of the tips that you would give to someone if they're about to walk into a store like is there is there more specificity that they need to bring to the table or is there something that you can kind of think of where you're like you're like hey know this information coming in and i'll be able to help you find you know the right thing so what are some of the tips that you have for your holiday shoppers yeah, like definitely know, do they like scotch? Do they like, you know, do like what kind of brands do they like, even if they like scotch, bourbon or rye and what brands are they drinking specifically? And then how much are you exactly looking to spend? For me, it becomes like one of the most annoying things is, is like allocated whiskey. I don't even lead anybody to that for as a birthday gift, but I always tell everybody that there's barrel picks, right? Barrel picks are so unique to that group that's going to pick it. So go with the barrel pick, but I always like to, I like to know what exactly, whoever you're buying that gift for, what do they like drinking right now? What are they enjoying cocktails? Do they need something spirit forward? Do they need something cast strength? And brands always help. If you could tell me that they drink Johnny Walker or they drink Glenn Levitt, then I can go ahead and give you a recommendation based on that, that, okay, these are some, some things that be similar, but something that this person might have not had. Chris, what about for you? I tell people, like, if you have the ability, like, sneak a picture of their bar or their liquor cabinet. Like, that that alone will tell me, as someone who's, like, suggesting to you, like, everything you need to know. Like, I might ask one or two, like, follow-up questions, but the amount of people who, like, walk in and ask, you know, hey, I need to buy something nice for my partner. And I'm like, like, okay, what's nice? Like, are we talking whiskey? Are we talking champagne? Are we talking vodka? Like, like, I can't read your mind, you know? So you have to come in armed with at least something. But honestly, like, if you if you get the chance to, like, just sneak a picture on your phone real quick and just have that, like, that'll give me all the information I need. Yeah. The, my, my only cautionary tale about that is because that's usually what I tell people as well. It's like, hey, just send me a picture. And I remember I did that one time, and it turned out that her partner had a ridiculous collection so then I proceeded to receive like 16 pictures of this person's collection <laughs> because it was so vast, right? Where it was just kind of like, like, oh my God, they literally have everything. So we had, where it did help though was like, it's like, okay, they have a ton of stuff. So that means I have to go a little bit, I can go a little bit more esoteric to find mm-hmm. something that is like they don't have. And then plus you also get a pretty good sense of 
what somebody's into if they if they right. have a ton a ton of that. So I think that's both those are both really 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 solid. Now to you guys, is there is there a kind of like a best bet where you kind of like you know if you if someone comes in they don't have the information available or they have very little information. I mean, so Chris, starting with you is like, is there something that you kind of tend to lean towards with people where you kind of be like, Hey, I, you know, based off this little information, this is a safe bet pretty much all the time. In terms of something to drink. Yeah. In terms of something to drink, or I mean, even just, it's like, you know, you, you have some different stuff in the store, you know, whether it's like cocktail books or, or things like that. I mean, is there something that you direct to in your store that you're kind of like, Hey, this is a pretty safe bet. If you go with this. I, yeah. So I would say, if, if the person's into cocktails, again, that goes back to the last question of, like, what do they like? They like wine, champagne. Every fucking time, champagne. Get it. It's a lifestyle. It's fucking, it's a vibe. <laughs> Be about it. It's great. You're not going to go wrong. If it's if it's booze, you know, know, know what kind of booze you want, you know. But you you can you can crack a, a really nice scotch, even, like, a bigger name, Macallan. You know, everybody knows Macallan. But if you were just to get it to somebody and you didn't, know them that well they would still be kind of stoked about that that'd be great if they're into cocktails get them a cocktail book and there's there's plenty of them out there and even some of the older ones are now getting revised and reprinted and and they're fantastic the like the dale de groff uh, king of the cocktail art art of the cocktail is just the, his newest printing is just beautiful and it's got it's got updated recipes and it's it's great and so if like if you still have the same copy from 20 years ago get like get them a new one yeah, for sure. Ro, what about for you? What are what's what is your safe bet? So my well, I wouldn't say a safe bet. Mine's a little bit more like from the sales side of it, things, right? Like I wanna give them something. If they're putting it all on me, I wanna make sure that okay, you get them like something easy like a whiskey or tequila, but I wanna give them a product that they can only find at mine. That they will have to come back. So if they can hit it off. If they can, they go back and they try this thing and they can be like, holy shit, this is good. So for right now, like it's like Amaro's for me. So I have like tons of Amaro just open at the shop. And then I'm like, all right, here's the product that's going to be with this thing, right? Let's go ahead and talk about this and let's start tasting through that. Now you want to go ahead and find this again? Guess where you're going to have to come back? You're going to have to come back to Rose. So that's one of my biggest things is that anytime somebody just asks me what I need to buy for holidays, always tell them, Hey, what you ask them their budget. Once they give me their budget, I give them the little whiskey or tequila, whatever they're looking for. You're kind of judging too. And you're asking those follow-up, follow-up questions. Do you like tequila? Do you like whiskey? Well, what do you like about that? And then after that, I always try to give them a supporting product, like an Amaro or something that, Hey, you go, you have to come back to Rob. I think for, for myself, one of the things that I've always enjoyed, and especially when it comes to kind of safe gift giving is I love small format bottles and especially ones that come in sets you know so when you like like glenn morangi had a really good one a few years ago where it was like four 50 ml whiskeys came in a pack so it's already pretty much packaged for you and you know you're seeing more and more of that i mean of course there's also examples of like you'll have a bottle of tequila like with a margarita mix or something like that like those are also really safe bets where you can just kind of be like okay well if anything i'm giving you just a little bit of value here where it's like you get to either try a bunch of different stuff or like your cocktail is already ready to be made so for me it's I, I love those like holiday packs. And, and again, I feel like most of the time when you get something like that, it can always be kind of fun. I mean, in the best one of all time, Chris, do you have any guesses on what it is? 
Are you talking about the uh, the 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 calendar? The no, calendar? no, no. It was it was a it was a single bottle, and it came with an item. And I'll give you it was a mug. What are you talking, black tot? I'm talking the Galliano antiki mug combo kit that came out like 15 oh years God. ago that if you end up in the right dusty liquor store you can probably find one still but but yeah so so kids if you if you're out there if you're out in the middle of nowhere go into your local liquor store and look for that galliano tiki mug holiday combo from you know I 2006 think like the, i still I think have the that tiki mug the interesting thing that you said like 15 years ago i think the gift sets that they make nowadays are so like i don't think they're good they used to be so much better so much better. You used to get such a good value out of it. Now it's just like all the like the marketing material that you printed out or you got throughout the year that you couldn't get rid of. You just put it in a freaking gift box and send it out. I think there's definitely a lot of that. I mean, with without question, but I still think that there are some packs out there that are pretty rad that you're kind of like, like I mean, even like Hamden just came out with one. And, you know, they have expressions from different years and stills and stuff like that. I mean, and it's a pretty, it's a pretty robust gift set of, of Hampton rums. And it's one that I'm, I mean, I got a sneak peek of it at rum fest earlier this year and it just looks fucking awesome, you know, and it is, it is really cool. So, so that's like, you know, so I, I don't think you're wrong though, Roy. I mean, there's definitely some ones out there that are kind of like, you need oh, to we're do doing like that again. So the gift sets. <laughs> Yeah, so that was really cool. Like the Hampton, I just looked it up. I don't know if it's the right thing. It's got like ten bottles, like laid out yes. or something like that. Yeah, four yeah. roses or something like that. I thought that was an amazing thing because nobody has a four roses recipes, and that was an amazing thing for everybody to collect. So that was cool. Yeah, so there you go. So those, I think those are also good. Now, on the flip side, what are the gifts that get given to spirits drinkers that you guys think are terrible? So, Chris, start with you. The all-inclusive bar kits, yeah, they're terrible. They come with like they come with like a cheese knife for some reason, and a jigger that like has no measurement involved, but it's on a handle so it hangs, and it's got a really terrible strainer that I've never used before in my life except to like decorate a table, and the shakers are always really really whack, like they're just they're just terrible, and for some reason they all they all cost like seventy dollars, yeah. So where, what, so what should people do instead? Like if you want to put together, if you want to get someone a cocktail set, like what do you think they should do instead? Talk to a bartender. It's the easiest thing in the world. Like go go to a bar, talk to a bartender and be like, Hey, and they'll tell you exactly where they got stuff. Maybe you got some, something local in your town, you know? Yeah. You know, if you're at SAC, you come see me. I think, Ro, do you have, you have bar tools? Nah, yeah. Well, you can come see me. You can shop (laughs) online, you know? Just no, not the, just not Amazon though. Fuck Amazon. That that's a great point, right? Like sometimes, like when we talk about things like that, right? Like you're just saying, like go and ask a bartender. You can't just go and ask a bartender. Like I can walk into the snug right now, and they're not even going to give, give me the time of the day to answer that question. I can be at Camden, and it's a total different experience, right? Like it's like who are these bartenders, and who are these people that are talking about it? Because like sometimes, like people ask me these questions, and I'll be honest with you, I'm so afraid of making cocktails. I literally talk to Sean Wood all the time. I'm like, give me three things. That's it. Just give me three things that I can put in. Three, three, three recipes that I can just be in there. And even then, 
like you talk about the jigger. I don't have the proper jigger. I'm like, I got to go out there, get a proper jigger. I literally have one of those little gifts that jiggers that just hang and have no measurement. And yesterday I'm like, okay, is this one ounce? It doesn't look like one ounce. Let me just put another one, put another <laughs> one. So, so that's like, that's the thing is like, who, where are these bartenders to go talk to? Who are these people? And that's yeah. where I think is like one of the biggest niches for like good bottles and like guys like you that are out there that are knowledgeable that should put this information out in the holidays because there's a lot of people like me. I have zero clue what the heck I'm doing when I'm building a cocktail. I don't know what a one ounce, one ounce looks like. So <laughs> so one of the things that the, you know, if you and I know Chris has carried some of their products before, but like cocktailkingdom.com yeah. is a really good site for like cool stuff and things like that. But Chris does carry some of the cocktail kingdom items. So so again, go to Good Bottle. Yeah. Get those. Okay. Items like that, like I get them, but I'm a, how do I explain that to somebody, right? Like, it's like, you got to have that knowledgeable. But then again, like when you say that, like a lot of these bartenders are so intimidating. They don't want to have a conversation unless they know you. Like, even for me, like, it's like a lot of times, like I'll walk into these bars. If they know I'm Roco, like then they'll like talk to me. Otherwise they're just like, oh, fuck you. Here's your drink. Get on. Like, you know, like it's intimidating talking to these people. So yeah, I think that's the one part that's definitely missing there. I think you should try asking them with a shirt on. That's probably a step in the right direction. I'm always wearing a shirt. <laughs> um, okay, Ro. So for you, what what is a what is a bad gift, or maybe like what is has anyone ever walked back into your store and be like, "Why did you tell my wife to buy me this?" You know, anything like that ever? Uh, mezcal. Oh, That's fantastic. <laughs> Podcast over. No, you asked for it, so I had to give it to you, right? Yeah, you asked for it. But it's not just because I'm doing it to you, right? Like, Mezcal is something that is the only product I have ever had prematurely sold it to people that their palates were not ready to drink. And they spent that much money. And uh, it was just me thinking that, okay, it's a slam dunk, right? And I should have started out with, like, something smaller. Small format, and Mezcal does a lot better. That's good, but it was a... I started him off with the, what was it? Gusto Historico, right? A hundred dollar bottle. And the guy goes, really? You thought that's what I was going to drink? And then they brought it back. And then I had to like kind of refund it. I'm like, fuck it. I'll drink it. But that's one. You just mentioned that. But I think the worst <laughs> that that's growing up in the liquor store is freaking Crown Royal. Crown Royal gift set. So I, what the heck? They haven't changed. It's the same thing over and over in the same gift set. They put the two crown glasses or they put the crown bag in there. You can embroider. I always think those are some of the worst and the cheesiest gifts that people buy. And they sell a lot of those like every year. We sell tons of those. Oh, my God. Well, I'll say for for myself, and I think this is this is one that gets kind of echoed throughout most of the whiskey community. But like, stop buying whiskey rocks like they are so dumb they all they're doing is just dumbing down your you know the the gifty receivers you know whiskey so whiskey rocks are terrible they add nothing to the equation have we have we Um, tried turning them into rombauer rocks do we know does that does that work Oh my God, that is such a good idea. Okay, never mind. We're gonna do white rocks, and we're gonna and, and we're gonna put Rombauer and gold on them, and we're gonna dump those into wine glasses. That's what whiskey rocks need to become. You know, buttery shard rocks. That's what they need to. That's what they need to become. But for anybody who's looking to, you know, yeah. buy something, you know, for somebody like that, just get a nice heavy rocks glass okay you want to get somebody something nice get them a nice heavy rocks glass something that 
you know, for me, if I feel like if I threw it at somebody, like it would, it would easily knock them out. That's the kind of glass I want, you know, just something heavy, something that is, you know, got some oomph to it. And that's, that's what I want as a whiskey drinker. Just give me a nice rocks glass. So that's, that's something that like this year we got like nice little glasses, but like supportive items. Like we got like the old fashioned kits that people can make at home comes with a lighter and the yeah. whole, yeah, the double oak started carrying some of those products and those are actually selling. It literally just started right after Thanksgiving, started seeing orders go up on those things. And then another one that I got for whiskey drinkers recently was Rose My Bourbon. It literally has all these things. You go follow them on Instagram. They got all these little different tastes, what you should be smelling out of your bourbon, what you can taste so you can have better notes. You can describe your bourbon and yeah. get out better with that so something like that no there's some pretty expensive kits that are out there i mean i basically just tell people it's like just go to the just go to the grocery store and just and just look like a weirdo for like 45 minutes you know and just smell all the different spices (laughs) and stuff you know and do that but that does remind me of like like cocktail kits and some of those like subscription services and stuff like that i mean you know obviously both of you guys are going to have a bias somewhat on those right but something like a flaviar and things like that what are your impressions of it so real i'll start with you like what's your like flaviar cocktail kit boxes things like that like what are your you know what do you think of those i don't like them just because like they're, <laughs> they're going out there fill out a survey i've done one of those little surveys and they fill it out and they're just selling you all the products that that i i've already either tried or there's not a lot of creativity you're not bringing me anything new to the table there's not a lot of new brands you're just giving me like same old stuff but putting it in a smaller format and charging me more and i'm just paying for a subscription something that's not exciting to me at all i've not heard of anybody just getting something so different that they haven't had yet because those kind of programs to be alive, they have to be paid by some of the bigger houses. So Maker's Mark is always going to dominate. Beam Centauri, Brown Foreman, those kind of people are always going to go in there and buy those businesses out. And I think they're just so biased on those kind of subscriptions. So I don't think that works out. I think there's, if there was like a tasting and they actually procured like a set that would like, okay, I want a cast transfer, different cone, like, you know, different finishes. I think that would make a big difference, but they don't really do that. Yeah. Chris, what about for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ro on that one. I, I think they're great for people who are just getting started. You know, people who claim to like whiskey, you know, and they get stuck. And, but really, they just drink, you know, Jim Beam and, and Jack Daniels. And, again, there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, you know, it's, if, you, if you claim to, to love whiskey, but that's all you drink and you, like, drink it with, like, a Coke back. I think th- these programs are great for you because they, they will expand your palate you know you have shit that shows up to your house it's there we're gonna do you know you're gonna drink it you're gonna share it with friends you'll create an experience i think that's great in terms of no, i think that's a bad gift though but, but it, yeah. in terms of like creating something of of value like it's no. i i don't think it's there i i think you know it, it's cool for like a six-month subscription or a month-long or like a year-long subscription that you know, your auntie buys you or something like that. But yeah, I, uh, you know, but on on the other side of that though, like a shaker and spoon, the cocktail kit box, those are fantastic because they're really creative and they're designed by bartenders and they create like this really unique, you know, one-off experiences that then you can, you know, you can go back and, and have those experiences or you, I enjoyed that experience. So I can then go buy row a box of it and be like, yo, I had this, like, 
I know you don't like making cocktails because it scares you. So here, try this one. This is like super easy. I, I loved it. Yeah. No, I think that's what it is. It's like they're a big marketing companies, right? Like they're just going out there marketing that flavor to this whole set. Like, hey, go buy this for your significant other. For And they just end up buying it. And then they're, I think that's a bad gift that their significant other would be like, why'd you buy this for me? <laughs> I don't enjoy it. Okay. So I have, I have two yeah. more things I want to cover with you guys, right? One, because I, I was just thinking about this and, you know, a lot of people are going to go to like Total Wine and stuff like that. And I was just thinking to myself, one thing, if you are going to go show up at Total Wine, which I totally understand because it tends to be a little bit more convenient and obviously not everybody that listens to us is in Sacramento, they're kind of spread out. But if the sales rep or like the person working at Total Wine is trying to direct you towards a spirits direct product, don't get that one. They get higher margins on it. They are just pushing that. So remember, just, you know. Send us a message on Instagram. We'll tell you what to buy at Total Wine. But is there any like random thoughts that you guys have on just like kind of like the purchasing process and things like that? And I'll have a follow-up question after this. So anything that comes to mind for either of you? And you don't have to. I'm just thinking it's like, you know, something like a one-off that we didn't really have a question for. But so like in my, my advice is do not buy spirits direct at Total Wine. That's like my only thing. Yeah, I think like the biggest thing that I don't get about Total Wine is like their prices are not that good. But yes, they're more convenient because you'll find a lot of different things. For example, I've been out of Simple Serve for the last whole week, but they won't be out. They'll have everything, right? But things like that. But I think just go to the smaller shops. I think they have very fairly priced from price perspective. I don't think you need to go to Total Wine. Go shop small. Go like, and then also look at their barrel picks. Like Total Wine, don't know how they pick their barrel picks, but like, there's nobody on that level doing barrel picks. There's nobody that's putting a little personal touch to it. Yeah, they have their own little store employee picks, but they don't. So go this holiday season, go shop with some of these smaller shops. They really go out there and put an effort into trying to actually taste and trying to actually, you know, guess what their customers will like and what they like. And they put it out there and then that kind of helps you build that report with the shops that you shop at. So definitely go check out smaller shops versus Total Wine. There's no price difference. Almost cost. So, yeah. so that's what, that's what we're going to call a segue. And Chris, I'm sorry, we're just going to cut you off here because you look confused yeah. about the question anyways, but I would like each of you, and I'll do the same, although it's a little less treacherous for me to recommend two independent liquor stores anywhere in California. It can't be either. It can't be either one of yours or the, or the others, but Ro, who do you got? Who are the two people that if they're not shopping with you, they're not shopping with Chris, where should they, where should they go and support? I think El Cerrito Liquor out in LA is an amazing, amazing spot. And then people that are just like, you know, in Reno, there's a guy named, uh, I think he just rebranded his store called the Dram Cartel, but Speedway Reno. Really awesome kid. And then especially for a lot of the allocated whiskey, Nevada is much uh, easier and they're just knocking it out of the park. They're just getting everything. So easy place to go to Reno, Speedway, Reno, not too far away from here. A lot of people go to Frey Ranch, go check him out in El Cerrito. I think he just does a phenomenal job in California. Love it. Chris, what do you, Uh, what do you got? If you are in the East Bay, I strongly suggest you go to Ledger's Liquors. Hmm. Ledger's got everything, man. They've been there forever. I will say you could probably find some of the stuff for a little less. They they definitely, they charge up. You know, here in Sacramento, it's like, you know, shopping at Cordy Brothers. Like, you're going to pay for the experience of being there. And Ledger's, they definitely got it. But they got everything. They got a basement full of shit, too. 
it's it's pretty crazy. And then if you are down near Mammoth, there is a uh, there's a shop down there that I've been following since they they started called Little Bear Bottle Shop. I love their Instagram. I do too. Little I, Bear like, Bottle. They're killing it. They're doing they're doing a great job. It's like this little rustic cabin of a liquor store. They're killing it, man. And uh, it's it's you know I like seeing little guys do do cool shit. So yeah. Uh, all right, so my two down in San Francisco, and you're into agave. Go see former guest and totally awesome guy Stephen Sadri at Tahona Mercado. Stephen is the best. It kind of rose point. Not, Come on, pick somebody else. Come on, I can guess that one. That was going to be one of your bottles. Well, you were, you, were, you were talking about, you know, like get something that's special. Well, they have like four or five different private mezcal batches that you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. So that's that's one of mine. And then the other one, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it local, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to our boy Eli at Bourbon Wine and Spirits in Roseville. So you know, it's a great store. Eli is freaking hilarious, and he also does some some good picks too. So I think you know, overall those are those are all really good choices. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you for you know recommending some other people. That's uh, that's very big of you. I think there's a lot of good people that are doing a lot of good things. I think it just becomes a, a like you know, from overall scheme of things, like I was just talking about somebody like about Costco. I'm going to do Costco absolutely destroys us. So there's no point of us like competing with each other. There's no way that you're taking any customers away from anybody. It's like, everybody's going to be whatever the most convenient thing is. They're going to go there. Yeah. All right. And then my final question is if, you know, if you want that special someone out there for you to get the perfect gift, Ro, what do you want for Christmas this year? So I'm not a very materialistic guy. Uh, I care about food and experiences in my life. That's it. I love eating good and I love vacationing or just experiences. One of the coolest things that I've been like on a kick of is just joining these membership. Like I joined the Moose Lodge. I joined the Yacht Club. I joined the Solder Club. <laughs> all these places. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about those is they're dying. They're dying. They're old people. They're dying. They want the younger breed. Like when I walk in there, there's a whole sense of like, oh my God, there's these cool, like not, not I'm saying like I'm cool, but there's like this whole young blood. There's a hip crowd coming in and you're having these experiences. Like I went to the Moose Lodge with my kids for the second time. All these old ladies that are like 80 plus drinking fireball shots and just, they're like, oh my God, we love your dad. And they're telling my kids these stories. They brought them candy. They brought them balloons. They're like things like that. Like it's the, I think for me, for first ever time, like I'm feeling a little bit more sense of that community. And like, I, I, for me, one of the struggles that I've always had growing up is like, I don't think I belong in certain rooms. So now as I go there and where a lot of these places are very predominantly white and older, and you think that they might be a little bit racial or something and they welcome me. I think those are the experiences that I'm looking for is like just being in those rooms and having those stories and having those relationships so any kind of membership, like I know Drew's told me about the Rotary Club or anything, freaking invite me to any kind of experience like that where I'm local, I get to meet the local community, I get to hang out with local people and just drink. That's it. So right, sign me up. We're going to get you a membership to the Elks Lodge and one day you'll be the Grand Poopa. So Boom, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Let's go. Come, come join, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Chris. Chris, what do you want for Christmas this year? I, I'm actually right there with, with Ro too, with experiences. For me, it's like, give me, give me time away from work and... And let me let me enjoy myself for a little bit. Like send me to the mountains. That's what I want. Send me to the mountains. Give me time where I don't need to. I don't need to think about work, and and then I'm a happy guy. 
I think I think it's really admirable that that both of you guys are 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 looking to build community and and all that fun stuff. And if anybody's curious about me, please get me the the a Star Wars Lego set. So you know, just like send send me that. Like any Star Wars Lego set, like that's what you can get me for Christmas. I want all the materials and all the things Star Wars Lego set. I will settle for for Harry Potter, but you know, if we could lead Star Wars, they have they have the best sets right now. So, but I think. You know, we, we, we gave some people some guidance. We gave some people some things to think about when it comes to holiday shopping this year. Hopefully it made it a little bit easier. And of course, if anybody has further questions, they can always reach out and message the pod. But now, even though this is a little bit of a different format episode, we're not going to skip my favorite part. And that's Dope Follows. You know who's dope? Them over there. That's right. So Dope Follows is the section of the show where we tell you guys who you should be following, who you should be checking out. Today, we are going to have a little bit of a spin on this. We've kind of already given you some recommendations on different bottle shops to check out and things like that and different websites to 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 find the perfect holiday gift. Now we're going to give you some other options. These might be booze related. They might not. I don't know what these guys picked. So Ro, who is your dope follow for holiday shopping this year? Bourbon and Smoke. Bourbon and smoke. Jason? Jason. Can you buy stuff from him? Uh, he is out there doing stuff for GM Tobacco, and then he's out there doing little raffles for all these brands. I think he is, he's got great gift ideas because I'm in like a group text with all those guys. I create all these content for different brands, and dude, they really actually put in a lot of effort on doing these things and go out there and shoot a lot of videos, and they actually spend a lot of their time talking about a person who has a lot of different jobs and a lot of kids and a family life and still going out there and doing these little brand representations. So I think Bourbon and Smoke will follow him. He's doing cool things with the cigars. He's doing cool things with the whiskey where he'll tell you, like, knows my bourbon. I got that idea from him. There's whiskey towers that you could get there. There's the bourbon hats. So there's a bunch of the cool different things just other than bourbon that's out there. So go follow my boy, Bourbon and Smoke. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Jason's a great guy. I mean, he, I think the fact that he likes Weller is a huge, huge miss in my book, but he knows that. He knows that about our relationship. Chris, who's your dope follow? Uh, well, I, I was trying not to bury the lead earlier with some of these questions, but I, I'm going to say uh, Umami Mart out of Oakland. Uh, Ooh, it's just good Umami, choice. Umami Mart on, on Instagram and all their socials, as well as umamimart.com. It's a great place to go find bar tools and, you know, stock up your home bar, be able to. You know, go buy that special crystal shaker. What you is know, their Instagram? It's Umami Cocktails. Umami Mart. Mart. Okay. And yeah, man, they 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 import really oh, rad what? tools out of Japan. They, I mean, they just crush the game. It's really really beautiful stuff. Some of my favorite tools I've ever. I still continue to use, and we have them behind the bar at, at Bodega. Still use them. Love them. That's great. I love that. So yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go like spirits adjacent and I'm going to recommend that you guys follow my good buddy, Ruben Reveles. You can find him on Instagram at R-U-R-E-V-E-L. So Rue Revel. He is an artist that, you know, spends a lot of time in Mexico and does a lot of Mexican inspired art. And I just absolutely love his work. He's super, super passionate about his community. Like, in fact, I met with him today because I bought one of his pieces, but he's heading down to Mexico City tomorrow to showcase one of his shows. But he does like a lot of shows for the consulate. If you've been to Cantina Alley in Sacramento, a lot of his artwork is there. And it's not a visual podcast for anybody else, but I'm going to show you guys because I have it right here. But I bought this one from him. That's rad. That's just absolutely beautiful. 
Yeah, and I'll put this I'll put this on the on our Instagram so you guys can see it. But I've I've admired one that one for things. a long time. Yeah, so he it's it's a piece that you can see at Cantina Alley and now my office. So it's a big win for Drew. But again, that's that's Ruben. He is and he's also just like the sweetest guy in the world and is always down to have a mezcal with you. So so check him out. But I think overall, guys, those are some pretty dope follows. Yeah. music for the good bottle podcast is orchestrated by leon and chase Moore, produced pretty darn good by us two guys if you've enjoyed this episode please hold can you please subscribe and give us a five-star review thank you Oh, we're gonna we're gonna clean that one up and get it a little bit more dialed in. But that is the newest contributor to to the Good Bottle Podcast, Mrs. Hensley Garrison. So she uh, she crushed it. She was much better at that part than Chris was at, at dialing true. it up. But yes, very true. You know, subscribe, five star review. She wanted she wanted to ask for ten star review, but she decided to back that off a little bit. She said, "Daddy, you good. need it." Yeah, she did. She did say that. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at the Good Bottle Podcast or on our personal accounts. Mine is D Garrison Six and Chris is Chris Sinflair. Ro, where can they find you on the interwebs? Roco Wine. Or is it gonna be like the best content you've ever seen in your life? Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> As always, we'd like to thank you for tuning in and listening to this buffoonery. If there's anyone you think that we should talk to, reach out to us and we'll make sure Drew gets his liquid courage up to ask. I do it because I care, you guys. I care a lot. Cheers, buds. Cheers. Cheers.